And good morning, this is Brian Atoll. Our show today is presented by Robert Q. Travel. They are unmatched. They offer outstanding travel options, very competitive pricing. And our Robert Q. Travel specialist, Kelly Balderston, hosts an annual cruise group on Holland America. She's a Holland America specialist and is just back from her voyage of the Vikings. I mean, just back. Yes, Brian, just back. Uh, back to reality this morning. Uh, we arrived home yesterday evening about 6.30, so... I've had a busy morning. 30 minutes can't possibly do this cruise justice. Absolutely. Um, it blew us all away, um, our whole group. We went in thinking we knew what to expect, um, and then we, as we went port to port, everyone just blew us away. Um, it was an experience that I just, it, amazing. You have so many highlights, but first I want to get to the cruise line. What can we always expect from Holland America? Well, Holland America is, we consider, a classic cruise line. They've been around for many, many years. Um, they're fantastic, but it is it is definitely classic cruising. Incredible service, great dining, um, and Holland also has some of the most unique ports of any of the cruise lines. So you get to really experience some out-of-the-way places that you wouldn't on some of the other cruise lines. I use the word carefully, but catering to a little bit more of a mature audience. It is a much, it is a mature because it is that classic cruising. It doesn't emphasize on the big Broadway shows or the big entertainment. And, mm-hmm. you know, gosh, some of the cruise lines have ice rinks and bowling di- alleys, bowling alleys and diving and rock climbing. Definitely not that. They much more focus on the experience, the itinerary, um, their staff are unmatched in the industry. Uh, they are just the best. Um, their dining is fantastic. It just really is a nice, all-around, relaxing experience. But that being said, I don't want to make people think it is for the more mature. It definitely has something to cater to just about anyone. Um you know, again, if you're just looking for that great experience. If it's possible for Holland America to improve, you've hosted a number of cruises now. What have you seen that's gotten even better? Well, what they're doing is is they are ap- actually updating some of their entertainment to focus to a younger audience. It, before, they had a lot of song and dance or comedians and things like that. But they have a great, the uh, bigger ships have BB, BB King Nightclub, and it's fantastic. Mm. They have a a group of musicians that play some great music if you want to dance all night. And now they have a new addition on their two larger ships, but I, from what I understand, it's going to be introduced in some of their smaller ships. They have the Rolling Stone um, stage, so they'll be doing uh, Rolling Stone rock music from the 70s, 80s, 90s, so it's going to be fantastic. Another theater where there's like twin pianos? They also have dueling pianos in their Billboard Onboard. They do all requests. They do country. They do modern uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a great place to go after dinner and do a little bit of a sing-along. Uh, their main stage, though, also has some great entertainment. Um, one of the big highlights for Holland is they have partnered with BBC, and they have great showings of BBC um, nature films. And on one night, they take their incredibly talented musicians from the Lincoln Center for Performing Arts. Uh, it's usually a, a quartet and they pair them with great BBC footage, and they play music where you see epic mm-hmm. wildlife filming. And it is, it's an amazing experience. You know, it's hard to kind of describe it, but when you go in there and you see this large screen of this incredible natural footage with their incredible artists, it's amazing. I don't know whether they were allowed to YouTube it, but there is a YouTube video out there. The theater is packed. It is packed every single night. It definitely, they do two shows a night. So whether you dine early, 5.30, or later, more, traditionally at 7.30, they have the two shows. But definitely you have to get there early because you want to make sure you 
Have a seat. Well, we hear about your cruise, but first just talk a little bit about the variety of the Voyage of the Vikings in terms of the different uh, spans of time. Yes, um, a lot of their itineraries with Holland America can actually be customized. They have seven days, 14 days, 12 days, but a lot of their itineraries can be booked back to back or what they call their collector's cruises. So while we only cruised from Boston to Amsterdam doing the first half of the Voyage of the Vikings, a majority of the um, the passengers, I believe there were 1,700 on board, capacity of 1,900, so it was great, wasn't very busy. Mm-hmm. Only 400 got off in Amsterdam. The other group stayed, stayed on mm-hmm. to continue and voyaged all the way back to Boston, so making it a 35-day itinerary. So start us off. Well, we arrived in Boston, and Boston is always a great city. Uh, we unfortunately didn't have time to, you know, take a look around. We, we came in the day of. Uh, we went you would to, recommend, though, absolutely. if possible, hang out in Boston for a couple of days. Absolutely. So much to say, so much history, great people, great food, uh, and, and the weather was spectacular. That was one of the most difficult things for us is figuring out how to pack. We started at about 28 degrees, and I believe we went down as low as about 5 degrees with um, possible snow and rain. <laughs> so it was a little bit of a challenge. Um, our first port of call was Bar Harbor, Maine. And I have been to Bar Harbor before, but uh, this tour, we actually went up into um, the Acadia National Park and up to uh, the mountain. It is absolutely a breathtaking area, the vistas and the views. And then after we had toured around uh, the mountain, we went back down and had a lobster roll along mm. the along the uh, harbor. So it's a fantastic port. Weather was also good. And then we uh, ventured into Canada, spent a great day in Sydney. There's a little pub, uh, I will give them a shout out, called The Governor. And every afternoon, they overlook the harbor. They have great seafood chowder, lobster rolls. But every day, they have Acadian fiddle music in in the afternoon. So you can grab a local beer and sit and hang out with some great local talent. They know when you're coming. They are there actually every day. Mm. And they're, they... It's like having a kitchen party if anybody's from the East Coast. It's a great experience. Um, You know, a great way to spend the afternoon if you just want to hang out and you're close to the port. We then ventured off to Cornerbrook, Newfoundland, and it was my first time in Newfoundland, and the hospitality cannot be beat. We did a great uh, Captain Cook tour. I actually did not know Captain Cook was in Newfoundland. I thought he was a Pacific guy, but a great education. Um, they also welcomed us the, into a church, the ladies of the church showing us their local crafts, and they made sandwiches and sweets for us and coffee to welcome us to the area. I'm sure many new friends were discovered there. Absolutely. And then at the end, we asked them where we should go have a, like maybe a local beer, and their first recommendation was the Legion. <laughs> and we had just missed a group of, I think, 45 that had just been screeched in. All right. So, so there was still a party going when we got there. It was a lot of fun. So I'm taking notes. Governor, Sydney. And uh... the Cornerbrook Legion, <laughs> absolutely the Canadian Legion. Uh, so it was an amazing, um, and it makes me want to go back to Newfoundland and really explore the people. Um, an amazing, amazing province. I think Newfoundland sometimes gets missed in it. You know, we have a lot of venture, but now we have direct flights into Halifax, uh, and so they see many of the, the maritime provinces. But sometimes Newfoundland gets missed out, and it shouldn't. It's sh- exactly, and but it is really becoming in our industry the new hot spot for people to go. People that have vacationed a lot and with the changing climate in the world want to see a little bit more of their own country. Newfoundland is definitely 
somewhere where people come in and say, I want to see it. I want to go. Um, because they've done most every, they've been to Banff, they've been to BC, they've done Ontario, maybe Quebec, but they want to go and see Newfoundland. Just as it comes to my mind, how big is this ship? The ship that we were on, we were on the Zyderdam. It's a Vista class ship. It's about 1950. So just a perfect size to get into some ports that are a little bit smaller um, that bigger ships can't see. And for Cornerbrook, it's a new spot for a lot of the cruise ships. Um, I think they said they were going to have 20 in this year. Uh, and we were actually, it was the first visit by the Zyder Dam, so it was her mm. inaugural visit to Cornerbrook. This is a good place to stop on your cruise for a moment, and then next we'll uh, head on the Atlantic, and we're going to head to some uh, beautiful places, and then we'll end up in, of course, Amsterdam, Holland. That's all coming up next with our vacation travel specialist, Kelly Lynn Balderston. And if you'd like more information, you can find out online at robertq.com and give them a call. 519-451-4120 or one 221 6001 Our 980-CFPL experts presented by Robert Q. Travel. Our Robert Q. Travel specialist, Kelly Balderston, hosts an annual cruise group on Holland America. She's a Holland America specialist. We'll ask her more about that in a moment, but she's just back, in fact, arrived back in London yesterday from her Voyage of the Vikings. Did you just gravitate to, to this wonderful cruise line? Um, actually, it's a, an interesting, not really interesting story. We had a great um, rep at our Warncliffe office, uh, Glenn Shield, who had been with the company from the very start. And he always had hosted a Holland America cruise group. And when I started 11 years ago, uh, a little bit after that, when he was starting to wind down, he asked me if I would take it over. And at that point, I'll be honest, I had never been on a cruise ship. And mm-hmm. my first group, I it was my first time on a ship. And I always joke that it, I didn't think cruising was in my blood, but it took one time and I am hooked. And so I've been cruising now for about seven years. And on this cruise, I uh, just obtained my bronze medallion for 100 sea days. Well so done. It's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. So now we're at the point, we've left Boston Haba, we've uh, gone through Sydney, and now we're, we're heading out onto the Atlantic and we're now unplugged. We absolutely, we did have a little stop in Labrador, uh, Red Bay, 140 people. So um, I was off the grid for a full two weeks, which was an absolutely spectacular feeling. <laughs> the nature is so amazing and you, you're not worrying about uploading that Instagram photo or that Facebook photo. It gave you time to just sit and enjoy it. Um, we missed a, a port due to weather in Greenland, but the next day we arrived and it was... It's, I'm going to sit back and you describe Prince Christian Sound. Prince Christian Sound is the fjords at the bottom. Um, we talked to one couple. They have tried this cruise three times and have never been able to navigate it. It is soaring mountains, ice-capped, glaciers everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's a waterfall. There's ice fields and icebergs. And at one point, we went around a little corner, and there sat a little village on its shores, 140 homes, accessible only by water in the summer, helicopter in the winter. And they said that no matter what direction you go, in a mile and a half, you hit a dead end. So, so secluded. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you look out and all the local mm-hmm. inhabitants go out in the shore and they wave at this massive cruise ship. It must <laughs> be a surreal experience for them as so well. The contrast, right, with this uh, amazing location that is, uh, you know, very small scale compared to this large American cruise line. Right, and they came out in their boats and they greeted and circled. It was an incredible welcome. It was um, 
Greenland was something I, I guess I never really thought too hard about. I knew it would be incredibly beautiful, but it, it every expectation I had, it blew it out of the water. It is the most incredibly beautiful place I have ever seen. I'll bet seven out of 10 of those who've flown recently over to Europe have said, you know, they've flown over Greenland. It's, it's, it's on the path it to, is to, on, to Europe, isn't it? It is, absolutely. But to visit... And it only has, uh, I think I was reading, 50,000 inhabitants on the whole huge landmass. It is a very isolated, secluded area. A lot of them are old whaling um, villages that are still holding a lot of old traditions. Um, You know, I believe in some of the areas it's seal, fish, um, elk, and polar bear. And that's what they're surviving on. And their old traditions are still intact because it is incredibly isolated. Mm. But after that, we we went. We had a couple of days at sea, um, and we ended up in Iceland, which is again. You would think being close together, they'd have similarities. They have no similarities. The mountains are are flatter, and the fjord after fjord, um, great natural beauty, and a location that I've talked about before that has really blown up in the two last two million two million uh, visitors last year. And really, up until 2010 was an unknown destination, but it was the unfortunate circumstances of a volcano that took out complete European airspace for a couple of weeks that put Iceland on the map. And all of a sudden, people thought, wow, what's there? And now we went to the north of Iceland, which is even less visited than the south. Most people going in go into Reykjavik. We were up in Akuri, a town of about 20,000 they now have a new international airport that they've built and the nature and it is again beyond words and for those game of thrones fans it's also the location where a lot of game of thrones is filmed just for fun do you have a pub there no do you know what <laughs> we didn't have the time on that one um we had two full days of tours that i was able to organize before i went and we had a change in schedule they were so accommodating they picked us up at the ship at 8:30 they brought us back for last call it was a spectacular experience. Super service. I want to come back to the Holland America line and, and why it is growing in popularity and why these ships are so beautiful and really youthful in, in a lot of the itineraries and youthful in all of the amenities, but at the same time, maybe a little bit more mature audience, but really super services, all of those on board. Super service from the, definitely the crew, uh, the cabin crew, the dining crew, but also their officers, uh, our captain, was spectacular, and their care of their passengers is immense. When we were in Iceland, we had the unfortunate decision that we had to cut the port early, six hours, because we had inclement weather, and he was spectacular on how he circumvented some. We did have some incredibly rough weather, but he got us through unharmed and unscathed, and he just did a fantastic job. I know we have the last leg, but I do want to ask you a little bit about your role as a host. Well, I'm just there to uh, help everyone out. Um, I organize everything, um, get us all together. We're great. We have happy hour together. We have dinner together. But you I'm danced just, together. We danced all night together. <laughs> it was fantastic. But I'm just there to help people through the experience. Travel can be very overwhelming for a lot of people, especially at navigating the airports, security, getting on the ship, getting organized. So that's what I'm there just to help out with and help facilitate that and just kind of be a... Um, I think they were calling me their den mother at the end. and But we had such incredible experiences and we really have, it creates a family because we all have a similar interest 
and we come home as as a family. Mm-hmm. And that's to be said to, for all of the Robert Q teammates. Absolutely, we we whether we, sea or land. Ab- exactly, we our team are, are great. We love what we do, all of us, and we love our clients and making those dreams come true. And we're there just to help you out. And I am very privileged that I get to take that time away from office time to you know on location time because it's a different feeling. Like while I have. I do have the best clients in the world, and we have great times in the office, but it's so nice to take it out of the office. And I think that you also know that those on board have worked hard for this wonderful cruise. They've put their pennies together for a memorable experience that they can share with their family, and I'm sure you treat each of them that way. And and, and it's nice for me, and it's nice for me to allow them to just sit back and relax, and I take care of the little icky detail <laughs> stuff you know if you just no less important no, no less important you know if if they're wanting to do something they can sit and relax and enjoy the views i'll go and help and do those book those shore excursions and help out with all that stuff so that they can enjoy their time when we last left your cruise you were at iceland we did we were in iceland and then we had our two days rough weather through the norwegian sea and our last port was norway bergen norway which is again very lush, very green, very different from what we had seen the other two spots. But you pull into the port and you see this village and it it's a little unassuming until you realize it's 300,000 people. It's our second largest city. Um, at one time was the capital, but absolutely stunning. Um, the, there's a mountain, Mount Florin, that you can go up on the funicular and get some of the most incredible views you have ever seen. So we had a great day of doing a hop on, hop off. Mm-hmm. Going into, they had an incredible fish market that was an eye-opener with samples of whale and elk and all kinds of other things, Um, (laughs) some of them that were quite interesting. Um, And then we ventured to one of the original ice bars. So it was uh, kind of out of of the way. It, It was a lovely spot, but it is one of the incredible ice bars. And it was a great experience. While we walked in, it's kind of like being at Silverwoods in the winter watching your son's hockey game. <laughs> we had a young fellow from the band on the ship who was from Alabama. And he has never experienced it. And it was great to see him in completely ill-prepared for the ice. <laughs> when, when people when people come in to talk to you directly about a cruise like this, do you keep a lot of it under your lid? In terms of surprises, because you're, you know, you're speaking to some of some of these things that are just, wow, you really have to experience and behold it. Yes and no. I think the greatest part for me is that I've had a chance to experience some great itineraries, some great locations. So I can say to them, when you're there, please do not miss out on the opportunity of seeing this, because a lot of them are not really publicized. They're not really well known. Um, And I was actually just talking to my aunt, who's from the Netherlands, who was in Bergen, and we went to areas that she missed because we had the opportunity to get off the beaten track. And getting off the beaten tracks in a location like these and being with the locals is part of the amazing experience. And part of what's become especially cool. People want this now, more so. Uh, it's, it's, It's an experience. It's experience travel, getting in there and really learning and being part of it. You're right. You know, you can do the main tourist areas but there's nothing to be said but going into, like I said, the Legion in Cornerbrook and talking to a, a, a veteran who had just screeched in 35 <laughs> people and real locals and really getting a, a feel for the city the, the city, and talking about, about what it's like to be a Newfoundland. You don't get that 
if you're going to that organize you know that chain restaurant that's in town you want to you want to meet the locals we're at norway and then and then unfortunately yeah. we had to pack our bags and we arrived in Amst- in rotterdam actually very early on um didn't have any time um made our way to skippel airport um and then unfortunately we came home it's uh we but we had an amazing time it would have been nice to do the other 17 days mm-hmm. but uh I don't think my office would like so that. So a greater percentage of those on board stayed and did the return leg back to Baston. They did. And I was really absolutely shocked at how many people it was not their first time cruising this itinerary because it's so unique and it's so amazing. And they were doing it for the sometimes the third or fourth times. But I will also say Holland America has more repeat clientele than most other cruise line. Mm. I received my bronze medal uh, medallion 100 sea days but in comparison to the amount of people that had silver at 300 gold at 500 but also platinum 1400 and these are sea days and that's how much they love the cruise line Mm -hmm. as they come back time and time again just to experience what they have to offer but they're ever-changing they get it they have to stay contemporary they are, and they are addressing it. They have great involvements um, with BB King's um, Blues Lounge, Rolling Stone. They have a partnership with Oprah, so they have some lifestyle elements. They have yoga classes and meditation, which is fantastic. Uh, BBC. They also have a great element for Sea Days uh, with America's Test Kitchen, so you can go and do a cooking demonstration, and it's a lot of fun. And for people that would look at this cruise, which had a fair amount of Sea Days, you never have to worry because there is so much to do on the ship. You don't have enough time. You know, a lot of people will say, I'm not going to go on social media for a week. I'm just going to unplug and uh, get off the grid. What a great way to de-stress and get away from all of that chatter by just looking at the amazing views that you've just seen. And that was the big experience. And I will go back to Prince Christian Sound, which was so overwhelming, um, majestic so untouched, no, and to think there's nobody there. You're one of the few people that get the opportunity to actually experience it, but you got to experience it because you weren't worrying about uploading that Instagram photo or that selfie with the glacier in the back. You just got to sit back, and we sat back on the the aft of the ship with blankets and and, and some sweaters. It was about 12 degrees, but the sun was blazing. Mm. We uh, had some mimosas. We celebrated, but we just got to sit and be surrounded by such amazing beauty. It When you do a cruise like this, you really understand what the world has to offer. Robert Q. Travel and Holland American Lines are looking for you for 2020. Absolutely. We are looking forward to our, our next one. Unfortunately, I'm at, I can't believe it. I'm actually sold out for next year. Um, we're doing the British Isles, so we're going to do, uh, it does Liverpool, so anybody want, that wants to do that Beatles tour, it goes up into uh, the Isle of Skye and the Isle of Lewis in Scotland. It does Belfast. And my what I'm looking forward to is an overnight in Dublin to really experience Dublin. And then it's also going to go over to Waterford and then ends in, in uh, Antwerp. It's going to be fantastic. Thank you for inviting us on your cruise. Thanks for having me. And we look forward to having you back in a couple of weeks. Coming up next, Century Windows with Ken Sherman on 980 CFPL's Experts.